This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Friday edition of Invest Talk. It is September 14th. 14th, thank you for joining. I'm Steve Peasley. And the focus of our program today will be our continuing objective to better inform, better educate, try to get you to understand more about how the markets work. And of course, all this is an effort to improve your, your performance of your investments. That's what we do here on Invest Talk. But of course, it's impossible to start the show without you know talking about Hurricane Florence a little bit. And it's been downgraded, yeah, but there's going to be a massive damage. This storm is like 500 miles wide and is bringing a ton of water. So even though the winds have died down, there's going to be a lot of damage on the water over the next few days. So that's that's where the damage is going to become going to come from. Now, yesterday I talked about how the hurricane could impact the market, and we'll show, we'll see how that works out, how the, how Florence will do that. We do we do know that the winds will diminish. We know all about that. Okay, it's going to be the water damage, as I said. So keep that in mind. Uh, I don't think it's going to impact our economy in any major way, but it will have consequences. So, you know, obviously for those people who live in the area, but I'm talking about the overall market. There will be ripples, but I don't think anything permanently damaging. It is Friday, and you might know that each Friday I distribute the KBP Premium Newsletter to our subscribers, and the newsletter is packed with you know market news, explanations of terms and processes and data, uh, all the economic data coming out, and I also include a look ahead, uh, give you a couple stock ideas. Of course, it it's not free, but it is inform, investor information at a market. I can tell you that. So hang on, I'll preview the newsletter here and some of the excerpts in just a few minutes. But first, let's go ahead and get to the question and Q&A part of the program. Anytime, our anytime listening line number is 888-99-CHART. Hi, my name's Matt. Uh, I'd like to say, first of all, thank you, Steve and Justin, for all your, your frank answers um, and very helpful information. I just had a, a simple question, and I don't know if it has a, a simple answer, but I was wondering, uh, in general, do you usually reinvest uh, dividends or why and why not? Thank you. Bye. I usually, well, I don't usually reinvest them in the same stock that the dividend was paid from. I would go look for another stock uh, to buy with the cash that the dividends are producing. The reason being is, is I buy a certain amount, 3% of the of the portfolio, and I like to know what my cost is and that it's stable. It's always the same cost. So when I buy them, I like to know that I bought this stock at X dollars and I bought this many shares. Reinvest the dividends, you get, you know, more shares, partial dividends and uh, partial shares, and it tends to unbalance the portfolio. So I I like not to do that. Uh, There are instances where I will do it, but generally, no, I don't. The good thing about reinvested dividends, if you're a very long-term holder, like let's say in a 401k, you reinvest those dividends and you just ignore it. And if you're buying the right stock, which is good, solid, blue-chip kind of stocks that pay dividends, there's nothing wrong with reinvesting them. It's just a personal preference, really. Okay? 
Good call. Thank you for the question. I appreciate it. The KPP Premium Newsletter, out today like it is every Friday. It's a solid, a solid three or four pages of information for subscribers. I don't try to make it too long. I don't want to make it too long. Uh, so I always put a little video in there too with my face. Sorry about that. But a little video in there you know, talking about the, 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 the market for the week. Okay, and that's just, just past week. So I do it and put it out this morning for what's happened this week. And there's no and you know, I started off with a newsletter in the you know, the first section is that there's not no getting around stocks are pricey. They're a bit on the pricey side. And you can't get around it. But that doesn't mean they can't go higher. This week the Fang stocks pulled up the rest of the market as they've been doing. Remember, they're so big. And, you know, the FANG stocks as Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google, you have to kind of add Microsoft in there, by the way, which they don't do. So I mentioned that in the newsletter. I also made the observation that the economy is still looking very good. And that the PPI and CPI, I want to talk about those later on today, the inflation gauges, there, there's no really inflation. So I don't know. In the portfolio management section, I point out that leadership in any endeavor is vital to its long-term success. I even give an example of where there was poor leadership in a very big company recently and problems they're having. Leadership, corporate governance, you know, the top echelon of managers of a public company. You need to look at that. So it doesn't always, they don't always do the right thing, those executives. They usually, many times they look to their own pockets. You, as a shareholder, have to figure that out. In the stock idea, I highlight a world's largest supplier of semiconductor manufacturing equipment. And talk about that a little bit. The firm has been, you know, take, has been rising lately. Popularity of flat panel displays. PE is really low at 8. 2% dividend. Also, there's a company which is the largest manufacturer of natural gas hybrid bus engines in the United States. Now, that could benefit, you know, alternative energy solutions. You know, that also has a very low PE with a nice dividend, 3.2% dividend. So, a couple stock ideas. And on the Consumer Watch, I, well, I, talk, I, I wrote about life insurance and the different kinds and what you should or should not do, in my opinion. I think that it's important that you understand what life insurance is all about and how they can take advantage of you. And that I would like to remind everybody that life insurance is a contract, a very complex contract between you and the insurance company, and you and no one else ever reads that contract. Got to be careful. So as you can tell, there's lots of valuable information in the KP Premium, KPP Premium Newsletter put out every Friday. Uh, directly through investtalk.com comes to your email box. You can subscribe soon and you'll beat the coming price increase. It's going to increase here next month. But right now, it's still at that less than $10 a month rate. Okay. Some of the other topics, uh, what are we going to talk about today? Okay. Well, one will be the big players in the beer, wine, and liquor industry that are betting on marijuana. I'm going to have a couple things on marijuana today. Be very careful there. The Securities and Change Commission is, is warning about cannabis investing and what are some of the problems that they're having. 
Some of the other topics. Next recession. The next recession won't be caused by household debt. This is from Market Watch. It won't be caused by, mar- by household debt like the last recession was. Won't. And watch out for the scams in the cannabis area. I'm going to talk about that a little bit deeper today because I'm a little concerned about people getting all excited. And I, there are going to be big winners. Don't get me. Don't misunderstand me that I'm thinking that there won't be. There will be. But whenever something gets really hyped, like cannabis, the scammers come out of the woodwork. And I want to talk about some of the economic statistics out this week. There was a lot of them. And there's a few of them I think we should just touch on to kind of tell you what happened and what does that mean going forward. Next week, we're going to have the leading economic indicators come out. Leading economic indicator report come out. I always like that one. So that's what we're going to talk about. The market today kind of was unusual uh, because it was doing okay up until up until President Trump said he's going to put on uh, two hundred billion dollars worth of tariffs on China. Then the market kind of fell. Then the last hour or so, it struggled to come back. And what happened is you ended up being a mixed of flat market. The Dow was up nine. The Nasdaq was down four, and the S and B up less than one point. So that was the market. Uh, that kind of a disappointing day on, on to top off a pretty decent week. But that's how it works. This is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, and I have good news for our Invest Talk listeners in Northern California. Response to my round of portfolio view appointments in San Jose last month was so strong that I've already picked a return date, October 3rd. Yes, I will come back to San Jose October 3rd for more no-cost portfolio reviews. I do this almost every month. I'd enjoy meeting with you. Space is limited. Time is limited. I don't have all day. I got so many people I can talk to. So register soon. Our phone lines are open. Remember, you can register at investtalk.com. So give me a call. I have answers to your questions as long as they're financial. 888-99-CHART. for listening to Invest Talk. Look at your calendar. September is half over. Here's a constructive idea. If you can find a few minutes to invest in learning how to improve your portfolio's performance, head over to investtalk.com. Read all about the many strategic investing programs offered to clients of KPP Financial. And be sure to take the Riskalyze Risk Questionnaire. For now, Steve's here. The phone lines are open and your questions are welcomed. 888-99-CHART. Okay, okay. let's talk about cannabis investing, everybody. Cannabis. You know, it's just marijuana, of course. Um, I'm, I'm not big keen on it yet, but I will tell you that I have a couple of positions that I think will do well because of the cannabis industry growth. But that's not their main growth engines, and just like, uh, just like, you know, uh, there's a big company out there uh, in the in the uh, the alcohol industry who has a company that they they have a pretty large position in. This is the Constellation Brands, by the way, 
symbols, STZ. That's the, the very, they make Corona beer, the parent of Corona beer. So they invested in a company called Telray, T-E-L-R-A-Y. And uh, that company doesn't make any money, has never made any money. It's not, it's brand new, very high risk. For you, I would say, for the average investor, don't invest in it. Don't invest in it. But you can invest in Constellation Brands, who owns a majority of it. So you can do that because they have good solid numbers and earnings and all that stuff. See, this way you can be part of, and this is how I would suggest that you invest, not trying to get the direct investment. Yes, there will be huge winners and there will be much more people going out of business who are startups in this industry. And there's going to be a lot of scammers, and we're going to talk about scams in a minute. Uh, coming in that industry. But you, the investor, if you want to participate, you're going to have to, the, the smarter thing is to do it through the back door. You know, Constellation Brands is an example. I'm not recommending you buy that. It's not a, buy, a recommendation to buy Constellation Brands. But it's, a, you know, what else, what other kind of companies will take, will take advantage or will be able to take advantage of cannabis industry? What kind of companies? Uh, I would think tobacco companies, wouldn't you? Remember, they have huge distributions. You know, they, they can distribute the marijuana. You know, there is, there, I do have a slight problem with investing in marijuana because I think it's, it's a drug that shouldn't be uh, pushed. I'm not against it. I just don't know if I'm for it. You know, I, I guess that's how I would put it. It's very difficult for me because uh, I don't smoke. I don't like smoke, and uh, marijuana is smoke. I don't like smoke, but that's a personal thing. When I'm talking about investing, it's a different matter. Okay, different matter. 888-99-CHARTER is our number, everybody. Love to talk to you. Uh, I'm Steve Peasley, and I thank you very much for taking time out of the day and listening to the show. We are live. We are live 4 to 5 Pacific Time, Monday through Friday. It is broadcast out of San Francisco Bay Area on the AM station 1220, KDOW. And it's streamed live through investtalk.com. So please tell your friends. I appreciate that. For now, let's keep the momentum going. Please call with your questions, 888-99-CHART. The KPP Premium Newsletter packs a lot of market news, process explanations, and even stock ideas into a concise summary every Friday. You can subscribe at investtalk.com, $9 per month. If you subscribe now, you'll beat the coming October price increase. You are listening to InvestTalk. Have you got a question for Steve? He's here, and the lines are open, 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve calling from New York here. I have a question about three of the big social media platforms. We got Facebook, Twitter, and Snapchat. I'm investing all three, sadly towards the height about last month. I'm still in Facebook and I'm still in Twitter. And then Snapchat this week, I actually uh, sold out, took a loss and shorted and I'm positive on the short. I just want your opinion of the three. What do you think is going to be the biggest gainer percentage-wise of those three. And news has come out recently about Snapchat, target price of five from um, an analyst. 
I just want your opinion on where you see those three going in the near future. Thank you. Well, there's no no question in my mind that social media is here to stay. I mean, that's not even an issue. The question is how how much who's going to be the winners? And I wouldn't be surprised if Snapchat Snap Snapchat does be become one of the winners, but it doesn't make any money. It's going to lose money this year. It's going to lose money next year. It's always lost money. Sales growth very fast, but you know I'm not keen on it. Nine dollar twenty nine cents. Uh, Facebook is making money, and I'm just not keen on its model because it it relies on advertisement on the uh, on their site. When you go into Facebook and you're Facebooking somebody else, they have pop-ups, and that's how they're making money. Those pop-up advertising, just don't like that. Um, I think that people, I think some of the kids are getting tired of that. And so Facebook uh, is still growing in the 40% range. So I think Facebook will be one of the winners. Uh, I, I do think that. Uh, we're, and we're talking long term, by the way. Facebook has been a winner already. Um, so of the three, I think Facebook is your primary, your primary uh, driver of social media. But... Uh, I'm just not keen on how they're making money. I like Google's model much better as far as making money. Uh, social media, I think other competitors are going to come along. So I'm just not keen on that whole space. But if you're going to invest, it would be the number one, it would be Facebook for me. Even though it's having some recent hard times, fell 20% not too long ago. But long term, I think they will be a survivor. Social media, oh, man. I'm too. I guess I'm getting too old, because it's an area that I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to invest in very strongly. Social media area. I just think that it's so nebulous as far as it's which ones are going to be winners. Are there new players coming in and take away from the old players? And I'm really worried about that because I don't think people they their customers. I don't think they're sticky there they can jump out of facebook and go to snapchat or snap, go to any other twitter you know and then with the new people new some new something new comes along they can jump out of that just don't think they're it's not like you know you're selling them a a, a product and that they get hooked on the product you know they love coca-cola for instance you know the big brand name or kellogg they like cereal yeah, the the, the uh, social media is very very uh, fluid. Let's say it that way. Very very fluid. Eight 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 ninety nine chart. Eight 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 nine nine two four two seven eight. So we had some. Uh, you know, I, I talked earlier. You know that we talked about uh, investing in marijuana. Well, the SEC has shut down a number of uh, scams, and they've been putting out warnings about the scammers. And the warning basically is that these startups and people that say hyping the, the, the stocks of these startups uh, are many times overhyping it, lying, and just has just taking your money. And they had recently had you know a company that they shut down, Greenview Investment Partners Limited, who took in three point three million dollars of startup capital and just kept it. They didn't really start up anything. 
So you got to be really, really conscious of, of that. This has happened before. Mind you, they, they, the, this industry is going to get big. It's about $5 billion, $5, 6000000000 billion now, maybe $6, 7000000000 billion now, industry. It's going to go to $50 billion. That's the projections by 2026, $50 billion in sales, recreational cannabis. So if that's true, you know, there's going to be some big winners, and there's big players getting into that. They want their share of that money. You don't have to go, you know, startup or fly-by-night operation. You don't have to go that route. And, they're, and they're, so the SEC is putting out all kinds of warnings, but they can't stop you if you want to do it. It reminds me of old pump and dump. This is this is not a new story. The I remember when the everybody had every all these pump and dump stocks for you, the cure for cancer. The story was they're going to they have a cure for cancer, and all they do is uh, get it approved by the by the uh, FDA. And there was tons of startups that all went bankrupt. Same kind of excitement seems to hear feel I feel like in the cannabis area. On the next invest talk, the value of a certain high-profile tech stock has taken a massive hit. Yes, at least one analyst is predicting more trouble ahead for Facebook. We just talked about it. Yeah, that's not keen on that social media area. Joshua will have the story on Monday, by the way. But for now, I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ready for your questions. 888-99-CHART. Our podcast continues next. First, good reason number five for a portfolio checkup with Steve. Steve says that many portfolios he looks at are weighted in just one or two sectors. A diverse mix of market sectors is so important to the health of a retirement portfolio. Steve can help you reorganize your retirement portfolio. He can make suggestions about the sectors of the future. And if you'd like a KPP financial program that fits your goals and your life situation. There's never a cost for InvestTalk listeners and no sales pitch or obligation of any kind ever. To schedule your one-on-one -on -one conversation with Steve, just go to investtalk.com and click on the InvestTalk tab and then Portfolio Review, or you can call 888-99-CHART and follow the prompts. And now let's continue with the podcast. This is Invest Talk. Please make sure you subscribe to the Invest Talk podcast at iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Then listen, rate, and review. Oh, and here's a save the day reminder. On October 3rd, Steve Peasley will be returning to San Jose to conduct personalized, no cost portfolio reviews. Register now at investtalk.com. Okay. You've got finance and investment questions, and Steve will have unbiased answers. Call now, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Bill in Fremont. How you doing, Bill? I'm okay, Steve. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for the call. Good. Uh, congratulations on your nephew making his first touchdown. I'm assuming that was his first touchdown. That was his first touchdown last week. I was in Minnesota to see it. It was pretty exciting. Oh, you were. Yeah. Oh, you went to Minnesota. Good for you. Uh, you saw my. Oh, right on. That's good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. I just heard it on KTV. I didn't have to yeah. watch the game. 
Yeah, that's pretty exciting. He, that, that was not only the first his, his first touchdown, that was the only touchdown the 49ers made that game. So, Yeah, oh, I, well. yeah I didn't watch the game. Really. I just heard it on KCBS. And they mentioned Dante Pettis. Hey, I know that guy. <laughs> so, yeah, him. yeah, it was cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. good for him. Uh, the reason I'm calling is, uh, you know, when someone calls in on a ticker symbol and you go through the ratios uh-huh. like EPS and price to earnings and things like that, you know, you're giving out numbers yes. there on the ratios. What are you what are you comparing them to? Well, this is this is what makes this a hard job, Bill. Uh, when I look at the PE ratio, I first talk about the PE ratio in relationship to the that own company's history of its PE ratio. Right? I give you the five year range, low to high, and say, well, right now it's at this, because you're trying to establish a value. Is it a fair value? Is it overvalued? Is it undervalued? trying to understand it but you also have to know in the back of your head the background of PE ratios for the various industries and for the overall market and that's kind of hard to remember all those things I remember because I've done it so many times but for instance the S&P 500 average PE is 15 over long periods of time in times of low inflation the PE can be higher for the S&P 500 in times of high inflation the PE is lower but every industry also has its PE range, every sector. And, so, and like, for instance, the tech sector's PE is usually 18 to 20. That's normal for them because they have high growth. So gotcha. it's hard to just yeah. say this is a good PE ratio. Yeah, I, th- I thought you were doing it through experience because I was trying to compare, and it's a little tough right now. I'm just learning the ratios right now. Um, it's hard. One more question. Yeah, it is tough. Sure. I find it tough. I'm like, what the heck are you looking at there on the screen or whatever? But um, I, I have one more question, if you don't mind. I don't know if you have any time for it. Sure, go. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about, uh, as, as, oh, I still want to open the account. I called you a dozen times on this, but what does a business plan look like for someone who wants to open up an account, a, a, just to put a little bit into a TD Ameritrade account? What does a business plan looks like, look like for me if I did that? I mean, what kind well, of a when, plan should I have when to you forward, sh- forward? Yeah, well, if you're starting with just a small amount, you probably want to stay with ETFs, not individual stocks, because you need to, when you buy stocks, it's high risk to buy only one or two, because you could just pick, you could buy the best company in the world, Bill, and it just goes down. Look at Facebook, went 20, 20% and, and uh, you know, in what, a week? Um, what, uh, three or four weeks ago? It just got crushed, even though it's a very good company. It happened. So that's why you don't want to buy just one. That's why if you're just starting out, buy ETFs. Buy you know, a couple, three ETF sector funds, or you can buy an ETF the whole market if you want to, the S&P 500. But that's where I would start. You know, If I'm starting with a small amount, I start with maybe the indexes or the sector funds. Bill, appreciate the call. Thank you very much. Let's go to James in Sonoma. How you doing, James? I'm doing fine. I called yesterday, but I've got to ask you one question about IBM. Um, I've owned it before. I owned it years ago when Apple was just a gleam in someone's eye. Um, but it looks yeah. to me like they're starting to make a turnaround. I, um, I, I would put this in my IRA. Um, the dividend seems to be secure, although the ratio is a little high. But um, it looks like it's starting to turn around. I sort of wanted to get in before it actually made the turn. What's your opinion on IBM? I think it has turned around. I think it's there. And IBM, International Business Machines, everybody, you know, it's an IT consulting service, computer hardware, software, you know, it's big, it's big blue. 
They used to call it Big Blue, $135 billion company. And the reason why I say I think it has, look at the chart and you see it bottom right around $138. And now it's $148. Mm -hmm. And it just broke a couple of days ago above all the moving averages, the 200-day moving average. So that is a buy signal on a chart. A long-term chart, that's a buy signal. And if you look at the earnings, earnings are going to be 381 this year. Uh, that's only a 1% higher than last year. Next year, it's going to be $14. I'm um, 1381, not 381. 1381. Next year, it'll be $14.03, up 2%. Sales growth are now increasing 3 4%. That, you know, of course, you're going to say, that's not much, but it's IBM. It's huge. It's not going to grow much more than that. And it pays a 4.2% dividend, which is very secure. So I think it's starting to move up. I think it's a buy point now, IBM. Okay, James? That's what I thought. Thanks. Thank you very much, Steve. Thanks, James. Appreciate it. Now, of course, this is a long-term hold, everybody. We're talking about a core holding here. You know, core holding for IBM. They're very steady. Very good company. Return of equity, 72%. That's huge. So I kind of like it. Now, the next recession. Everybody's trying to figure out when it's going to start. And I am, too. I'm, not, I'm no different than anybody else. But the next recession will not be caused by household debt like the last recession was. Remember in 2008, everybody went out and bought houses they couldn't afford. Everybody was using credit cards. Uh, the household leverage number, in other words, how much money they earned versus how much they're spending, was 120%, meaning they're spending 20% more money than they earned. That was a peak. Never seen that high before. What is it today? About 85. So leverage from the household point of view is not a problem. It got up to $5 trillion in mortgage debt and another trillion in other kinds of debt, credit card debt. $6 trillion altogether. So where is, is there any other industry or area of the market that is a problem with debt? And the answer would be yes. It's not extended because it's only about two and a half, three trillion dollars in debt. But that is corporate debt. Corporate debt. They borrowed a ton of money for stock buybacks and so on and so forth because it was so cheap and corporate earnings are so good they felt that was a good use of their balance sheet. Borrow more money. That works well as long as your corporation profits are raising, rising, but it does not work well when they start to top off and fall. And the bad part is all this debt, about $3 trillion of it, is going to be rolled over. In other words, it's coming due, and they're going to borrow more money just to pay off the old debt. And in the next few years. And that's going to be at higher cost. Higher cost. So if they don't have the cash to pay the debt. They're going to have to borrow more money to pay off the old debt with more expensive debt. That's called leverage. And you get over leverage, you go out of business. What do you think of Lehman Brothers? Why they went out of business? They got over leveraged. They borrowed too much money. Huge company, but borrowed too much money. Why do you think that whole... Financial crisis was all about leverage, borrowing too much money, thinking that the you know it's like a pyramid scheme. They keep borrowing money, and then you pay off old debt, with, and then the new debt, and you keep borrowing more money, and you keep borrowing more. It runs out at some point. 
that no one, someone's going to stop lending at some point, and all of a sudden now you got to pay off everything. You got to pay it down, pay it off. Then profits plummet, go into recession, blah 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 blah. There's the story. Now that doesn't mean the next recession has to start off that way. That doesn't mean it's going to be corporate debt that will cause it. It could be uh, uh, other causes. Could you know, too much inflation if we get it. And we haven't seen any, but it's possible. Uh, we haven't seen much anyways. Or it could be crisis in Europe or someplace else that we, you know. Matter of fact, I got, I got like four or five reasons what, what could cause it. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about those at some point. Anyways, I'm Steve Peasley, and you're listening to Invest Talk. An above-average investor understands the importance of diversification, which I've talked about a million times. And every investor who has been a regular Invest Talk listener has been taught to restrain your emotions. Remember, there's only two in the marketplace, fear and greed. Don't make decisions on emotions. Make decisions based on common sense investing. Further, Invest Talk listeners know not to let the temptation of low interest rates push them into riskier assets. They know not to try to time the market. It doesn't work. They also know that this program offers, a, and I'm committed to, reason and common sense. And we're going to give you that kind of guidance. And that'll make you a better investor. It's that simple. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be rocket science. I do the hard work. Okay? because it does take time to learn how to do it. But you can do it, too, if you want to. The phone lines are open, and the program is always made better by your questions, so please call 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial, where each Friday, subscribers to the KPP Premium Newsletter receive a concise and highly informative summary of the week's financial and investment news. It's sent directly to their inbox. It really does give you a week that was roundup in a quick read. It also offers a look ahead and various process and term explanations that will be interesting to every investor. So you should be thinking about subscribing. The cost now through September is only $9 per month. And if you act now, you'll stay ahead of the coming October price increase. Remember, you'll get targeted value formatted for fast consumption when you become a KPP Premium Newsletter subscriber at investtalk.com. The Investtalk radio and podcast continues now. The phone lines are open, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's, talk to, let's go ahead and talk to Farnham in San Jose. How you doing, Farnham? Um, hi, Steve. Uh, my name is Farhan. I'm from San Jose. Thank you for your show. Really love it. I love listening okay. to Thank you. I, I had a question. My question was about um, the home builders, Troll Brothers. I have seen a lot of their housing come up in the Bay Area, and, uh, the, and, and it's got a good lot of demand. Um, and looking at the stock, it's been it's at near its 52-year, sorry, 52-week low. I was wondering if this is um, some, if this is just a wrong time in the economic cycle to be even looking at home builders, or can I pick up? Would it be a good time to pick up gold builders? 
No, you do not buy it. Your 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 first instinct was correct. It's just the wrong time to build pick up home builders, because you've had a, a, a three month period where the housing is softening. Remember where you are. You are in San Jose. The housing market is hot. It's still hot, and it's crazy up there. But remember, Toll Brothers is all over the country. It's not just where you are. Okay, they're out of Pennsylvania. That's where their home office. Is. So. When you look at the overall housing market, it's starting to weaken. And you could see it reflecting the stock price going from 52 when it, by the beginning of the year to now uh, went to 34 and it bounced up from there. But I would, you, you're, you're in, all, in the very time when interest rates are rising and mortgage rates are going to go up. And, you know, you're in the economic cycle, is getting, you're peaking. So you don't buy home builders then. You you buy them when you're in a recession. That's when you buy them. This stock will get crushed in a recession. All home builders do. So if you, you want to wait and, you know, just keep it keep it in the back of your head, wait for things to fall apart in the, in the economy and get us a recession. It may be a short recession, maybe a deep recession. I don't know. But the builders will suffer in that. That's when you buy them. Okay. Thank you. Toll Brothers, T-O-L, builder, home builder. Thank you. I appreciate Farnham. Uh, Will in San Diego. How you doing, Will? Oh, pretty good, Steve. Uh, before we get to my stock, I've got a question. I heard you mention about Lehman Brothers. And my question yes. is, um, were they the sacrificial lamb? You know, uh, I believe that I, Bear I, Stearns and let Lehman Brothers go under? And why was that? Well, I will. Um, I I have been looking at it for quite some time, and I there's part of me says that yeah, they were the sacrificial lamb, but another part of me says I think what happened is not only the Federal Reserve but all the politicians woke up to how bad this financial crash financial crisis was going to be if they didn't do something and do something immediately. So yeah. Why didn't why didn't they save Lehman Brothers when they could have you know why why did they save all the others? That doesn't make sense because they were just as important. But when they did fail, they figured out look at all the look at all the other players that are going to be affected by just Lehman Brothers. I mean, it affected a lot of other financial institutions because they're all, it was incestuous. So all these big players they do business with each other. So go ahead and ask your question. I'm sorry we don't have much time. Oh, uh, Will, I'm going to have to take you after a break. If you'll hold on just a minute, I'm okay, sorry. Sure. Um, I talk too much. I, I apologize for that. But uh, we'll get to you right after the break. Remaining space is very limited, but if you register quickly, I may be able to sit you down, sit down with you in San Jose on October 3rd at no cost if you want to meet with me. Okay, it's hard to believe, but we're almost done with the show. You know, we're almost out of time on this Friday program. Ten minutes left, everybody. So if you are going to call... Do it now. 888-99-CHART. On the next Invest Talk, the value of a certain high-profile tech stock has taken a massive hit. At least one analyst is predicting more trouble ahead for Facebook. Justin will break down the story Monday. But now, Steve's here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your calls. 888-99-CHART. So, Will, you wanted to talk about uh, Precision Drilling Corporation? 
That's correct. Is there any hope for this stock? Uh, I I don't. I would not buy it. Um, it it's going to make money next year for the first time in several years. So that's good. I mean, it's turned itself around, but it's only going to make three cents a share. It's a three dollars and sixty-two cent stock. So it's just too weak to me. Okay, okay. It, the sales are increasing about 14, 15% recently, but the overall, the stock is just too weak. I, I wouldn't bother with it. I really wouldn't. Will, appreciate the call. Thank you. Let's go to Xavier in Danville. How are you doing, Xavier? I'm doing good. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. I love Thank your you. show. Thank you. I want to talk about um, go ahead. Um, AT&T, Simple uh, T. Yes. I want to hear your opinion yes. on it. We own the stock in our managed accounts, not all of them, but most of them, uh, AT&T, because it pays a 6% dividend. You, you're not going to get hardly any growth out of it, so you're going to have to accept that, Xavier. But you buy it when it's in its low 30s, and it got down to $30 a share. And when it got to 31 coming out of that trough, we started buying it. It's now $33.60, and just... What? Uh, two, two days ago, it broke above the 200-day moving average. So it's still on a buy signal, but don't expect it to go much higher than the high 30s. But you buy this for the dividend. So if you're looking for a really good dividend payer, AT&T is a good choice. Thanks, Xavier. I appreciate the call. Let's go to Rocky in San Jose. How you doing, Rocky? Hi, Steve. Uh, good to hear from you. I listen to your show every day, almost every day. Thank you. Um, I have a Thank question uh, on uh, goals and funds, like uh, YYY yes. and CFL, and uh, what are your thoughts about the market? You know, uh, I heard like Schiller said something about okay. going up quite high. Okay. A There's nothing wrong with closed-in funds, Rocky, They're as opposed to open-in funds. And YYY, we'll talk about that one, yield shares high income in the exchange-traded fund. Seeking the performance corresponding to the high income index is paying about an eight and a half percent dividend yield. Okay, so close in versus open in. The the difference is that a closed in fund has a finite number of shares outstanding, whereas an open in fund just keeps issuing shares so it can take on more and more buyers who want to buy it. And those shares sell at the net asset value of the holdings underneath. That it's holding. Where a closed-in fund, it could sell at a higher or lower than a net asset value. Whatever it's holding has a value. It could sell higher or lower based on demand for this ETF. The demand is high, it can go up higher than the, the value of the holdings. So that's what a closed-in fund does. So you're, you're, ideally, you want to buy a closed-in fund at a discount to its net asset value, and then it will go to value at some point. This one, I can't tell off the top of my head. I don't have that data in front of me. But it, it's tracking the high income index. So you have to decide whether you want to hold on to it. It's paying a very high dividend. I would look at what that index does. That's what I would do. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it, Rocky. Rocky, I appreciate that. Okay, some of the stats this week. Consumer credit jumped. Did you see that? Now, this is an old data but this is a note most recent that we have it jumped in july to 17 billion dollars from june it was only 9 billion consumer credit 
credit cards. Now, I'm not sure why or if it means anything yet. Don't know. PPI and the CPI, Producer Price Index, Consumer Price Index, those two reports. The PPI, those are products sold at the, you know, at the, the producer the, the level. And the CPI is what we buy our products, consumer level. And, and this is an inflation gauge. It actually went down one-tenth of a percent at the wholesale level. And at the consumer level, it went up two-tenths. And the core level, core PPI, which which excludes like food and, and energy, it went up one-tenth. What does that tell you? That there's no uh, inflation back in July? That's what that tells you. So the Fed's worried about inflation. I, don't, I haven't seen a lot of evidence about it yet. That's it for today, everybody. The weekend is here. I know you'll love that. And we have another Best Talk Radio show for the record books. We just now finished. If you want to replay this show, in part or all, you can. You know, listen to it over the weekend if you want. Check out our podcast player library at investtalk.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. And please come back on Monday. I'm Steve Peasley, and have a great weekend. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.